We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. Welcome to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, nine-year NFL veteran Mike DeVito, here as always with my other co-host, nine-year NFL veteran and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion Jeff Allen. We are here to bring you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Training camp's going, Jeff. Uh, Football has started. You can smell it in the air, and I, I can't wait to get in and talk to you about our time in KC, uh, some of our stories from training camp, and then you know the season moving forward. Before we get into that, though, our sponsor for this for this podcast is Cookie Society Cookies. Uh, they ship cookies all over the U.S. Check them out, CookieSociety.com. The best cookies you can find. Trust us, we're lying. We know our cookies. Um, and so with that, Big Jeff, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Nice, nice to be here. Um, actually, I'm 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 on the pup list right now. You know, <laughs> you're a <on> pup. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I was racing my nephew this morning and ended up pulling the hammy. Oh, um, I'm officially washed, man. It's over. It's over for did, me. <laughs> did you have your heart monitor on and everything? I had every I had everything on, and oh. we're running we're running half gassers, and I'm I'm trying to show out, and I'm, I'm I beat him the first couple, and then he started running faster. I tried to catch up to him. Yeah. That was it. That was that, it. See now, so you're two years out, right, Jeff? This is yeah. your second season. This is my second yeah. year out. So this is my this is gonna be my fifth or sixth. Jeez. So wait for another few years. Cause I, okay. I roll out of bed and my, and like all I have to do is oh, you know what always gets me? When if, if I'm like going off off an on ramp or you know, on an off ramp to you know to get on the highway yeah. and I turn like this to look <laughs> always pull n- nerve shot down my back, lower back pops. I can't even look out the window without getting hurt now. So, uh, but the one thing that I, I wanted to bring up with you before we even get going, because, you know, training camp started and, and we've been out for a little bit. Do you still smell it in the air out there? Because it's like, I feel like yeah. every time this comes around end of July, beginning of August, you feel the heat, you feel the humidity, you sort of, it's just the smell of this time of year. And I, I just, even still, you know, five, six years out, I still get those goosebumps and the, those butterflies no, anxiety definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, thinking about the season. So you, you, do you get that as well? Do you, do you, you just you don't even need to look at the calendar, right? You know no, training games here. You start to feel it. I mean, I, 
we did it for so long that around this time you start to drum up that excitement, even though we're not doing it anymore. But it, it's an exciting time. It's it's not like OTAs. It's not like early in the off season where the season's so far away. I mean, we're literally, what are we, five weeks away? Five not, weeks not, away. Not, that's, that's, that's no time. It's going to be on top of you like that. So going in there competing, getting better as a team, working on your craft, and being around your teammates, especially in an environment like St. Joe, I know I didn't like it as much, but it definitely brought everyone together. Um, the camaraderie, all the things you got to do, you, you eat together. You guys, you guys are guys are meetings all day, and, and you're working on getting better. And there's nothing better than that. Yeah, I always thought it was funny, sort of the paradox of training camp, where you got these guys that have you know all this money, and you know you got the quarterbacks, they got these mansions and these yeah. cars, and the, but every August. They come to, you know, St. Joe's or, you know, whatever the team may be. They go to dorm rooms. They eat crappy food and, you know, all this stuff, all for one reason, right? And that's the get yeah. ready for the season and, and ultimately to win that Super Bowl. So, and, you know, I was thinking about it before we got going, how when you're going to training camp, and there aren't a lot of teams that still do this, I don't believe, that actually go to go somewhere for training camp to, to a college or off off the facility, off site to, to do training camp. And you hit the nail on the head. The reason you do that is to gel and bond as a team. Yeah. Just to show how important that is and, and why some teams put just such a priority on that. You recognize that, you know, even though a lot of these facilities are really nice, you're sacrificing, you know, everything that you have at home, right? All the hot tubs and cold tubs and nutritionists and massage therapy and all the facilities and all the nice stuff you have at your home facility, you're sacrificing that, right? And getting the second and third rate stuff. But the, it's more important to make sure that the team gels and bonds and comes together than it is, you know, to have all that, that extra stuff. I was like, that's, that's, you know, I didn't really think about that, but that's, that's interesting. And it's important. And I'm glad coach Reed still puts a precedence on that. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a necessary evil. And that's why I like to call it. It's something that you have to do. I, I, I prefer getting away. I, I've, I've done both. I've, I've stayed home and I've been I've been away. And being away is definitely beneficial. Coming together as a team, you have no other choice but to get better. There's nowhere to go. Um, <laughs> uh, it's all football. You eliminate every distraction and you're, you're locked in. And that's what you need, especially championship caliber teams. Like you need to be focused and you need to work on you know what's important and that's and that's the game yeah no that's exactly right so i thought we'd, we'd start off and, and let chiefs kingdom in on sort of what a uh andy reed kansas city chiefs training camp is like and there are three you know really distinct things about an andy reed training camp that i think would be interesting to talk about um the first one is the first thing we do when we get there to st joe's you check into your room you have the, you know, the the team meeting the night before, and then you wake yeah. up the next day and you have the conditioning test. Now, <laughs> I, I've been to, a, I, you know, I've been through a couple different uh, strength coaches in the NFL. Everybody has a sort of uh, a test. And, and the basic idea usually is, you know, this test isn't going to kill you, right? It isn't going to be a track meet, but it's going to make sure that you are at least doing something in the, you yeah, know, absolutely. in the summer to stay in shape. Um, and, and strength coaches will adjust and, and, you know, some are harder, some are not as hard. In Kansas City, that's not the case. Andy Reid is in charge of this, right? It's not Barry, it's not the strength coach, it's Andy Reid. Yep. And this test, 15 half-gassers, is, 
one of the <laughs> hardest things I've done playing football in general, you know, at, at all levels. I mean, there, this test is no joke. And it, the one thing that's interesting about what Andy Reid does, it doesn't matter if you're a 15-year veteran, if you're, you know, a rookie, uh, whatever it is, you're gonna you are doing every rep of that test. Yep. When uh, training camp starts, fifteen half gassers. So half gasser, you're starting on one sideline, running to the other sideline and back. Hundred yards. Right, and each each group, right? So you have your big, your bigs, your big guys, your big skill guys, your middle guys, and then your skill guys, your fast guys. Everybody has a certain time. And in between each rep, you get about 30 to 45 seconds, and then you got to run it again. Yep. Whew, that test, Jeff. I mean, do you hate, did you hate that as much as I did? I absolutely hated it. And, you know, like you said, we come in the first day. We don't do the test, but we have meetings. And the entire night, I'm, <laughs> I'm rolling in bed thinking about that test, especially being bigger guys. You see the smaller guys, they're having fun. They're just gliding. They're almost jogging. It's not as hard for them. But us, it's like we have a piano on our backs. You get halfway through and it's just all mental. You're just oh. pushing yourself. It is the hardest test in the NFL, I think. And honestly, the hardest training camp that I've been through. I can't attest to everyone's training camps, but I mean, I've been through three different training camps with three different head coaches. And yeah. Coach Reed, it, it's definitely, it tests your mental fortitude. You have to be in shape. You have to be mentally ready and physically. Um, but it gets you better. It, I had, um, I remember my last year, 2015, I don't, they probably did this much more often when you were there, Jeff. This was just coming out where they, they did these heart monitors. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you'd wear this strap around your chest and it would measure your heart rate. But th this one had, did other things too. It measured your the sort steps. of impact in the ground and just how stressful things were on your body. And I wore that every day throughout camp in the 2015 season. Uh, and I went through every practice. And at the end, they went through and evaluated, you know, what were the hardest days for Mike? What were the easiest days? By far, they said, by far, the hardest day, the hardest thing I went through was the conditioning test. Yep. The, the, all the other stuff, the nine on sevens, the hard practices, the pit, and is it nothing compared to the conditioning test. And it was funny because I remember Barry saying to me, you know, you're probably, even though this was so hard for your body, I guarantee you next year if you come back, Andy Reid's going to make you do it again because this, this <laughs> is so important to him that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. But he really puts a precedence on guys being in shape. And, yeah. you know, I – and you have to – and what, you know what this does, especially as a big guy, right? So during the summer, I don't know what your – I'm sure it was very similar to mine where – the summer workouts, I was trying to get as explosive and as top-end strong as I could yeah. because I knew going into the season, you know, after day one, I was never going to get back to 100%. And yeah. so I wanted to make sure I was building the tank, right? I wanted to come in with the biggest, strongest, most explosive thing uh, I could, you know, put together. But in years prior to going to, to Kansas City, that was always at the expense of conditioning, right? I would yeah. do enough to pass the conditioning test, but you know, that was that was tertiary compared to the other stuff. In Kansas City, that test was so hard Better that I running. had to build conditioning into the into my routine. Because there was no way you could just go and get through it. If you didn't train for it, you would not pass it. Right? Am I right? I mean there was no, no way you're right. when, we had, when we had guys that didn't pass it, I'm sure right. there was someone that didn't pass it this year. There never right. was a year where 
There was a hundred percent pass. Maybe there is now. That's why he wins Super Bowls now. Um, <laughs> but I never went through a camp while we ran that conditioning test, and every single guy made the test. It's that yeah. tough. And these are professional athletes, some of the best athletes in the world. And like you said, if you aren't, you know, conditioning the correct way while we have that time away from the facility, it doesn't matter how strong you are. <laughs> you're not going to be ready for that test. So that's you right. have to prepare. Right. And conditioning has a direct correlation to um, staying safe, staying healthy, staying endurance, on. Endurance. 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 You're not, you're, you're less likely to get tired, meaning you're less likely to get hurt. And yep. so it really is wise to, to do that. I know, it was, like you said, as a big guy, it was tough, but um, definitely a smart thing and a, and a unique thing, I think, to Andy Reid. I didn't hear about too many other tests in the NFL uh, that were like, what did you guys do in Houston? Did you have anything different? We, no, it wasn't bad. We did 20, 40-yard sprints. That's what we did in yeah. New York, 20, 40-yard Get a break halfway through. Yeah. And it, it really wasn't – I mean, I could have done that with, with very little conditioning. No. Exactly. If you, you would have to be, like, smoking cigarettes and uh, – <laughs> to, to not – Yeah, you have to be literally sitting on the couch not doing anything. That's right. <laughs> it's so, yeah, so the conditioning test. The, the second thing – so – so Kansas City's been in spiders, right? So just the shells. They, they yeah. haven't been in pads the past couple of days. Tomorrow, the live periods or the, the uh, padded practices start. And along with the padded practices come with another novel thing that Andy Reid does, and that's live periods. Yes. Right? So, uh, you know, on other camps, especially with the Jets, we would do uh, short yardage and goal line. Those would be live periods in the NFL, in, in the training camp. So we would – you know, we would tackle. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, team periods were generally just, uh, you know, thud. Andy Reid does it where he'll have live team periods. So you're out, yeah. you know, you're out on the 20-yard line, and you guys are just competing like it's a scrimmage um, and tackling each other, tackling each other down. And and so I, I remember my first time doing this. Um, they uh, – I was on defense. We're going against the one offense, and, and Coach Reed says, okay, we're going to go live. And uh, you guys ran like a screen across the middle, and you know how I am. You know, I was uh, not the best pass rusher, so I was always kind of hanging out at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I wasn't fooled on too many screens because I just wasn't getting anywhere. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jamal Charles came across the middle and caught the screen, and I tackled him. And I remember being, like, panicked. That I remember being like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I just tackled our starting running back. You know, it was yeah. like the shock, but that was okay. We got up and we got, but, but I mean, so, you know, for you, it probably wasn't too much different, right? Because yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're blocking hard. It's just like thud for the offensive linemen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for us in the trenches, I mean, it's, it's the same type of feel. I mean, you got pads on, you can take a guy to the ground now. Um, right. But for us, it's the same physicality, it's the same tempo, um, right. the same competitiveness. And we're just trying to get the job done. We're the big ugly, uglies for the reason for a reason. That's we're right. Out, we're just out there doing our job and and letting other guys shine. <laughs> well, you guys are great at that. And and as a defensive lineman, you know normally that's the case. Um, but of course, during the games, you're tackling people. You're, you're yeah. chasing the ball. You're pursuing the football. You're trying to get the ball out. And you're you're trying to bring guys down. To do that in a team period during training camp really but you know was a bit of a you know a mental shock because you you know you don't you want to stay especially from your playmakers you want to stay away from those guys just tap them up and let them go so i remember tackling jamal charles and being like oh man i hope i don't get in trouble for this but again just like the conditioning test 
everything with Andy Reid's formula, right, has a purpose. There's a, there's a purpose yeah. behind it. And it just was another opportunity to get used to tackling guys, to playing live football, to pursuing the football, to doing all those things that you're going to do when the bullets are really flying on Sunday. And I felt like we were much better for it. We, we were used to playing live. We were used to and – you, and you know, Jeff, even, uh, even the thud periods, right, um, there's something different, I'm sure, for you as well when they say, okay, we're going live. Yeah, right? you get more we're going live, it's just you the number. You're ready to go. You're ready to go. You're ready to run because now it's football. Um, and so, yeah, so first, first day tomorrow, I know Chiefs Kingdom will get a taste of that because I'm sure Andy Reid's going to pull it out right away with, uh, you know, with the hitting and tackling. And so that that's another fun and I think important part of, of Andy Reid's uh, recipe there in Kansas City. And then the last thing, and this, again, goes into um, can, uh, Andy Reid's sort of emphasis on conditioning, and that's the 20 play drives. Jeff, Take us through long drive period. Long drive. It's at the very end of practice. You're dog tired. You don't think you can go anymore. And then all of a sudden he puts the ball down and he calls out long drive. And there's no substitutions. It's nope. 20 straight plays. I mean, by the end of that drive, guys are literally walking. You you have nothing left in the tank. And and then after that, you gotta get back up that hill. There's a huge oh. there's a huge hill incline that gets you back to the locker room in St. Joe. <laughs> And there's been plenty of days where I didn't think I was going to make it back up that hill, but somehow I, I did. But, you know, the great, the great thing about Coach Reed is he would tell you there's a method to my madness. Madness. He would say there's a reason for everything. Just trust me. Right. When I tell you you're so ready when, you come, when it comes to the opening day, the season, the whole year, I don't know any analytics behind it, but if you look at Coach Reed's career, I guarantee you, his teams are some of the best fourth quarter teams in, in, in NFL history. Mm. It's because of his training camp. It's because of the way he sets things up. Um, and then you get into the season. We still work, but he kind of he kind of tailors it and tapers down as we go go throughout the year and kind of backs off on the contact. Right. And you're primed and ready, you know, make that run in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's such a it's such a smart thing to do. It's something I had never done uh, in the past, and you know, when I retired from football, I started doing uh, mixed martial arts and things like that. And I get the crappy. I mean, I'm just terrible at it. Uh, but the one thing I noticed training with those guys is it's very similar to Andy Reid's mindset where, you know, if a round that they're going to fight on, you know, you know, whenever they whenever they have a, a, a fight, if a round is three minutes, they're going to train a six minute round yeah. right, to get ready. So they're going to get used to six minute rounds. So a three minute round is nothing. So that's like the same idea, right? It's like if you can if you can gut it out for twenty plays uh, at the end of a of a training camp full padded practice, you know on Sunday when the bullets are flying, you you always have more in the tank. You can. It's you can gonna be. There were plenty of times at the end of games I would look on the opposing team's you know sideline or I would look at the defensive line and they would be dog tired and we would look at each other and say, oh yeah, it's time. We're, we're about to put our foot on the gas. They're dead. They didn't do what we did in training camp. And it gives you that sense of confidence because you know, like, especially guys that come from other places, um, but collectively as a team, you know, there's no one outworking you in, in the NFL. And it gives you, it gives you an extra edge. Right. No, that's exactly right. I mean, you're dreading going to camp, but when you're getting out of camp, yeah. you know, no, don't, don't get it twisted. I dreaded, I dreaded it. Like <laughs> if you love that, you're crazy. There's some guys that did, that did love it. Um, Eric Berry, he was one of those guys. Um, yeah. 
Honey Badger, he's one of those guys that just absolutely love every aspect of football. But for yeah. me, training camp, I was like, oh, my God, I got I to gotta find a way to love it. And, um, you know, the great ones do. I, I always used to laugh at guys who'd be tweeting and, and putting up Facebook messages about how excited they were to go to camp. Like, oh, crap. Like, You're lying. <laughs> you are lying, bro. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. We got to have Chase on sometime. He would uh, always they probably loved it, man. Your quarterbacks and like specialists, like they don't really get touched. No. Degrees for them, but the big guys, like, Talking about waking up and not knowing how you're going to get through practice and your body's so sore oh. and you're just like, mentally exhausted physically, but then you do it. You're like, oh my God, I did it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah right, right. It, but it, it, it's it's all necessary, um, especially the older you get and you understand the reasons why you're doing things and you see results. I mean, Coach Reed, all he does is win. Yeah, I mean, he, and all he does is win and there's a reason why he, win, he wins. Um, so you just got to trust it. And that was something I think we talked about right away when we started the show was it doesn't take long to be in that, that facility in Kansas City to know, oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Like, this is systematic, like you said, a method to the madness, a recipe that is tried and true. And so there, there's no room to complain. Right? You know if guys are complaining, it's almost certainly the guy that's complaining. It's it's yeah because because you just know there's no doubting the system like it's just a finely tuned machine as hard as it is as hard as um the camp is as much as you know we don't like the we don't like it <laughs> i guess we yeah. understand it we can say that now we're no, out no, no we understand it and right. we trust the process so yeah. by trusting the process and believing 100 that you're going to get the results and, and you see those results like there is nothing to complain about that's and those right. guys usually don't stick around. The guys they're they're constantly complaining. Um, as much as I in my head, I was like, man, this is tough. I never went out in the field and 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 just didn't give my full effort. I always went out there and gave one hundred percent effort. Always trusted the process, um, and I got good results from it. No, exactly. I mean, there was nothing. There was no justifying any complaining outside of I just don't feel good. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, again, along these same lines, this is more specific to the us big guys up front. So at the beginning of training camp, especially the first few practices, you know, it tapers down a little bit towards the end of camp. But the beginning of training camp, right, the first week and a half, two weeks, uh, right up until about that first preseason game, you have you start off camp, camp with your warm-ups, you, you get yep. stretched, you get warmed up, dynamic warm-up, then a quick special teams period. And then you have about, you know, I don't remember, what was it, about 30 minutes, 35 minutes of individual. individual uh, yeah. yeah, so 30 minutes. Of, yeah, where you break up into your position groups and you go through different drills, individual drills. And so as a defensive lineman, we would get out there and, and you know, we'd warm up, do our thing, and then we'd run through the bags, take a break, get some water, you know, shoot the crap a little bit, hit the buckboard, hit the sleds, take a break, do some, you know, standing walkthrough, go through what we're going to do. Uh, the plays we're going to run, yada, yada, all that stuff. And then after individual, then it goes right to nine on seven, right? Yeah. So nine on seven, that's probably the most, you know, on, on most days, that's the most physical part of the game, right? It's a run period, a run team period. Uh, it's basically O-line versus D-line and linebackers, and we're just getting after it going through the runs. And I would look over at Andy Heck, and Jeff Allen and the offensive line, and look at you guys. And Andy Heck was just, you guys were drill to drill to drill to drill. Totally. 
just there was never like hey take a break and let's talk this through it was like boom 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 and then you'd have to run the nine on seven and we'd meet you guys over there and i remember feeling so bad like i can't <laughs> imagine Happy you felt bad for us <laughs> I was a borderline case between an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, right? So yeah. I, I totally felt for you guys. I was like, oh, I can't. Get... So talk to me about what uh, Andy Heck is like. Because, I mean, he's, a again, just like Andy Reid and, and mm-hmm. what you would expect uh, from a, somebody on his coaching staff. I mean, he's a brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant he's like, he's like a He's like a general. He's very militant. Mm-hmm. Um, super detailed. Every single drill has a purpose. And as much work as we did, um, it wasn't like he was just trying to fill in, fill in time. He was just, we were just doing stuff to do stuff. Every single thing we did translated to the game, and it made you a better football player. Um, but we did, we did work, without a doubt. There wasn't a moment where, where we had off time. You know, during special teams, you know, you guys would, you know, tell jokes and drink water and not see y'all playing. You know, with airplanes and all type of stuff. And we're over there. And he's like, oh, you guys aren't in special teams today. Let's go do some more indie. Yeah. So we were always, we were always working, um, but we were better for it. Um, yeah. And that's why he always got the best out of every guy. I mean, he would take a, you know, C player and make him a B player. Or, you know, a guy that was an A player and make him an A-plus player. Right. He always elevated individuals. So right. any guy that's on that team as an offensive lineman, you're going to be better just from individual. <laughs> Right. Just from just from individual, you're going to be better from the things that he teaches you. Um, but you are going to work. So uh, <laughs> you're going to work constantly and, and, and it's exhausting. Well, and I can attest to that, too, because I remember and this is just this is sort of the hallmark of a good offensive line coach. Anytime we would beat you guys at something. Right. So if I landed a pass rush move, which was very rare or, you know, we, we had something dialed up up front as a D line where we, we were able to have success, especially at the beginning of camp. That stuff was fixed. The next time we would go to do it, it was there was it was over. Yes. You know, whatever we had been successful with before was done. By the time we got to the end of training camp, one on I remember getting chewed out during one on ones, nine on seven. They'd be like, "You guys are getting killed." You know, it's like, but they we can't. I don't know what to do. Like they, they know they know like they know how to stop what we're doing. <laughs> uh, so I mean, he's just excellent at that. You know, and like you said, he take take guys that are you know could be mid-level players and now all of a sudden these guys are going to pro bowls i mean definitely and and, and that's and that's coach reed i mean that, those are the type of guys he has around they're, him all they're all a reflection of coach reed i mean it starts up top um but it just permeates through the building and everyone's a teacher you know right. you have coaches that just yell and scream and you know they they tell you what they want to see but they don't tell you how to get there right every single coach in that building you know they're telling you the the how the why and everything in between. Um, you're gonna know how to play the game. You're gonna learn the game, and most importantly, they're gonna they're gonna be teaching you along the way. So, right. I think that's the special thing about that entire staff. And that's that's something I think that gets talked about a lot in the NFL is, and specifically with Coach Reed, is the, first the importance of building the coaching staff, and not just your offensive defensive coordinators, but yeah. your assistant guys, right? The Andy Hacks. And the B enemies that we, you know, when B enemy was coaching running backs, you know, and Nagy coaching quarterbacks, and and all these, you know, having these uh, these excellent coaches at every level uh, yeah. makes such a difference. Such I mean, a that's difference. where you're going to be with the most. I mean, you're right. with the B line coach majority of the time. I was with Andy Heck majority of the time, and we come together, you know, as a group with offense and defense, and then collectively as a team. 
but it's important to have that position coach, a great position coach, because that's who you spend the most time with. Yeah. Yeah. No question. So now I want to get your uh, point of view because I didn't get to see this in my time there. Um, I did get to see Eric Bieniemy as a running backs coach. Now I, as a player, I liked to be the first one out on the practice field. So I, yeah. I, every morning I, I practice was at eight 40. I was out there at eight 10, right? I wanted to be out as early as I could get used to being out there, get warmed up, get stretched. The only person I could never beat out is Eric Bieniemy and the rookie running backs that he would, you know, be working with. Yeah. And I remember walking out onto that practice field early, you know, half hour early to practice and Bieniemy's out there and he is, practicing these guys and I mean just the hit the excitement and the energy that he brought I remember going over to him time and time again and being like listen either you need to come sit sub in as a defensive line coach or you need to figure out a way to get my fat butt as a running back because I need to play for you like I just he's one of those coaches that you just want to play for I mean just an amazing coach an amazing person and the charisma and the yeah. attitude and the swagger. And so now you have him as an offensive coordinator, right? And and you take that, and on the opposing side, you have Spags, who I never, I never got, a, I've met before, never got a chance to see outside of, you know, videos of him doing his, you know, his coaching style. But I've heard he's the same way, right? Very much yeah. uh, intense, after it, fun, a guy you want to play for, a guy you love, charismatic, tough. Um, and so – I just want to know, like, what was practice like? Right. So when I was there, it was Doug Peterson was the OC and yeah. Bob Sutton was the DC. Those are two very different, right? Very stoic, um, very, you know, obviously brilliant football minds, but not, not, you know, your most energetic and outgoing person. Yeah. What was it like to be at practice with Spags on one side as a DC and Bienemy on the other side as the OC? Competitive as hell. <laughs> I'm talking about going back and forth. We're going to kick the defense's ass today. Like, make sure you bring it. Make sure, his favorite thing. Let's make sure we're chopping wood. Yeah. He really means that. He, bring your hard hat to work and yeah. be ready to work where you be. But he's going to have fun with it. And he's yeah. even though he's the offense coordinator, he still has that same spirit of it as a running back coach. He's going to be in the trenches with us. When we're giving the, when the scout team is giving us a look, he's on the scout team. <laughs> and he's going full speed. He's going to make sure that he's giving you a good look and you're doing what you're supposed to do. And that, right. that's not seen in the offensive coordinator position. He, right. he's, he's, he's really a special human being. Um, Spags, I, I didn't spend too much time with Spags, but looking across the field kind of seemed like the same type of person as EB. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, EB is definitely – he brings the juice to the offense, right. um, to the entire building. He's, he's, he's a special dude. And, and with coaches, kind of like players – you know if somebody is is putting on a show, right? Like you know oh, if you're right, somebody. Yeah. So you have those those rah rah guys in the locker room, and then you have a guy like Eric Berry, right? Yep. Who just he says something, he gets you fired up, and it's like instant. You know it. Eb seems to have that same talent, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like you have these coaches, they try to they try to you know rah rah and do that, and it you know it falls <laughs> on deaf ears. But uh, but Eb does it. And it's like Eric Berry's doing it, right? It's like yeah. everybody's like, yeah, let's roll. Let's roll. I mean, he has that special – that's just, a unique gift. Yeah, you just right? have that. I don't – I can't explain it. Um, I don't know where those guys get that from. Yeah. I think you're just born with it. And um, 
I mean, he, he lets his actions do the talking. Um, he talks a lot. Don't get me wrong, but he does even more work. He is, the, he is, like you say, he's the first guy on the field. He's out there teaching guys. He's making sure that he's not just being hard on guys. He's, he's teaching them you know, how to do their jobs better. Um, and he's holding everyone accountable. Nobody, nobody, nobody can um, complain about accountability. Right. And he does a good job of doing that. Jeff, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Just for Chiefs Kingdom out there, we're going to be doing this every week now. Training camp started, so we're getting going. The season is here. We'll be back every week to talk about Chiefs football. Uh, we'll have guests on. We'll be dealing with the latest things that are going on with the Chiefs. And obviously, again, bring it to you from a player's perspective. Yes. Uh, but, Jeff, before we go, give us – when you think of Kansas City Chiefs training camp, what is one thing that you could say, oh, yeah, this, this is what I think of when I think of Chiefs training camp? I think of um, – man, I think of rookies bringing snacks. Yeah. <laughs> to get me through tough times for sure. Yeah. But I think of Coach Reed and his forces. Yeah. those forces, those Air Force Ones. And I, I saw his addition of the tube socks this year. Oh, I wore his in the tubes. Like, I couldn't pull it off, but I wish I could. Like, that – that was a great combo, Coach Reed. Shout out to you. I hope you listen to the podcast. Yeah. I like the style, man. Yeah, that looks really good. I mean, that's Kelsey. Kelsey got to be rubbing off on a little bit. When I was there, I'm watching. I'm looking at how Kelsey shows up for game day thinking, I wish I could pull that off, man. Oh, yeah. Kelsey's different. I know I can't pull off 99% of the stuff he pulls off. He, he can come in the sheet and make it look good, man. Good that's right. <laughs> so I guess Andy Reed's getting a little bit of that, too. Uh, he's getting he's rubbing off on him. Hopefully, BJ uh, puts that up as a thumbnail for this episode, uh, uh, Coach Reed. And those put it up, BJ. I'm going to change my profile picture, Justin. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you so much for being with us today. We will see you next week here on One on One with Jeff and Mike.